The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is Karen with newclevelandradio.net. And today it is time for Avoid the Maze. And Avoid the Maze is about a journey of life. And we're all on a journey. And Lene Wynn has been on a magnificent journey. Um, when you look at the show notes uh, after you listen to the podcast, uh, you will find that um, you're just involved in everything. Like, how do you have time to take a breath of fresh air? Um, well, you know, as women, uh, we're super women and we don't breathe, <laughs> right? Um, you know, sometimes it, it's, it's like when I was younger, you don't realize how much you're capable of until you're put in the position of just having to do something. Like after I became a mom, I realized, you know, when you have to do something, you just somehow end up being able to do it. And it's really incredible because that, you know, that shouldn't belittle the things, especially working moms do. Right, exactly. But when people ask me, like, how you do it, how do you do it? I, I'm like, you know, I don't know how I do it. I just <laughs> happen to get it done. And so when we look back at the the women in our lives, you know, our moms, it's incredible the things that that we're able to do when you just put your mind to it. You know, and it's interesting that you say that because um, I had a working mom back in the 50s and 60s when most of my friends had moms who were stay-at-home moms. And those stay-at-home moms even had women who came in and cleaned and did their ironing and all those things. And my mother did it herself because um, I remember her coming home late from work, making dinner, and then going downstairs into the basement, and we had one of these mangles that would press clothes. And she would sit there for hours pressing clothes. And I didn't think of it as anything unusual until I started growing up and realized that just like her, I was constantly doing. Um, so I think you're right that I'm not saying men don't. But I think women have this innate ability just to keep going until they can finally say, I've completed my task for now. Now I can go to bed. But let's see, what time do I have to get up in the morning to start all over again? Yeah, we're, we're always going. And I think that, um, you know, something that I've discovered, like I'm 52 this year. And something that I've discovered is once you get, you know, a little bit older, you start to look at everything that you've already done. And then you start to look like, how many more years do I have? And then you realize it's okay to take time for yourself. It's like, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to enjoy things. And then you don't feel so guilty, right? And I right. think that's one of the wonderful things about aging and growing old is to look back upon yourself 
and realize that, hey, you deserve a little enjoyment too. It's okay to take a breather. It's okay to take some time off and take care of yourself. And and so, you know, I, I do that as well. I'm gone are the days where I just go, 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 go nonstop because you've got to take care of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So I know you also do a podcast amongst many other things. Um, tell me a little bit about the fact that you started in radio and TV. Do you get as much enjoyment out of podcasting as you did that live experience? Well, there is something to be said about a live experience that, um, that you don't get from anything else. But do I enjoy it more? Absolutely. So if, if for anyone who, well, you know, we used to hear it from viewers all the time. They complained about oh, all the news is bad news. Well, it's kind of the nature of the beast. It's like you can't run a news business if all you're doing is talking about good stuff. People won't listen. So as much as people complained, you know, it's kind of like when you're driving down the freeway and you see an accident. What do you do? Everyone slows down to look. Absolutely. That's just yep. human nature. What I enjoy is that it's just, it's me now. It's me talking. It's me asking things I want to ask, talking about things I want to talk about, right? Because for 20 something years, I read scripts. I wrote stories. I was very cognizant of being fair and and being objective. And then there's a freedom in being able to voice opinion that people don't even realize. I know there's a big freedom of speech fight going on everywhere, but people don't even realize as, as a journalist, as news people, you're not free really to state your opinions and you shouldn't be right. As you're, as to be a professional, your job is not to tell anyone your opinion. Exactly. I did that for a long time. And now I'm talking about things that are fun and you know, some of it is a little taboo, but Hey, what the heck I'm, I'm 50 something. I can talk about whatever the heck I want to talk about. Well, and, you know, that's what I love about podcasting as well. And as I tell our listeners, and I'm sure you do too, that you are the expert in the subject that you're talking about because you've experienced it. You know about it. Uh, you don't have to have a doctorate to be able to talk about a subject. And especially when it's about our journeys. And I was looking at your podcast this morning. Uh, so you have two of them. So they're, they are different, right? <laughs> well, so the first one, after I quit TV news, so I was in Los Angeles alone at the CBS station for 20 something years. And after I quit TV news, I, I missed talking to people. I missed interviewing people. So, um, and I knew nothing about podcasting. And the first one was called Lena Wynn Unscripted. And it was that, it was, I'm not reading a script. I'm just talking to people, yeah, which I yeah. loved. But we talked about things like, you know, midlife career changes, um, online dating, uh, interracial dating. So stuff that was a little more fun, but, you know, had some room for controversy. Sure. Within it. And then, um, as any podcaster knows, if you take a break in podcasting, that's awful. Consistency is the key to everything, right? Right. And I made big changes. I got remarried. I, I moved. I, so I, I took a, a break and then it became like a two-year break. Oh. And then I had this incredible conversation with a girlfriend about just how happy I am. It's like, I can't believe I am this happy at this age and feeling like this sexy, right? 
And she confided in me that she and her husband were swingers. And I about, I was like, what? And then all of a sudden it was that, it was like, um, to use a pun, the juices started flowing. It was like, yeah. whoa. And I wanted to know more. It was so different. And I couldn't believe that the person I thought I knew had the secret. And then the more people I talk to, the more I see now that there's really a part of society that no one wants to talk about, but it's out there. We're talking doctors, lawyers, your, your um, kids, teachers, right? We're living this life that to me is so amazing because it brings them joy. And yet at the same time, they have to do it in the shadows because people judge. And so, you know, I love providing a platform where people can talk very openly about something that they normally have to hide. And that's how we got started here at New Cleveland Radio. Um, you know, not quite as controversial, but we, we get there sometimes. Um, and my feeling was so many of us, especially women um, and women of my age, we don't have a lot of girlfriends because we were taught when we were going through college, well, you're going to go through college, you're going to get married, you're going to have a family and things just keep changing. And my responsibility was to my job and to my home. And so, yeah, I had girlfriends, but not girlfriends that I felt that I could confide in and tell them certain things. Um, and when I first started the podcast, I was noticing that I was having some female issues and I didn't know who to talk to about it. So I put it out there on the web saying, if anybody wants to talk about this, let me know. And it was like, oh my God. I mean, thousands of people were contacting me saying, I understand that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hold on a second. So yeah. when you're talking female issues, are you talking like premenopausal, menopausal type stuff or well, sexual related things or relationships? It, it was more like sexually related things. I thought I was the only woman out there who was having pain during intercourse. Wow. Yeah. And I would tell that to my doctor. And of course I had a male doctor. And what did he say? Just try to enjoy it. And it was oh. like, but it's painful. But and once I brought that out, I found out what my physical problem was, which was causing a psychological problem. And the more we could talk about it, the more women came out and said, I'm not alone. How interesting. And then I found out I had girlfriends who actually, if I had known, I could have called them up and said, hey, how are you handling this? Right. So that's what I believe podcasting is about more than anything else, is bringing us together. Let us have our voices. And so obviously that's what you found with this friend who out of the blue just said, yeah, I'm happy too, because this is what I'm doing. Right. And you're right. We are too judgmental, aren't we? Yeah, we, we, we are. And, and you know what the interesting thing about this? So the podcast is called Consenting Adults and, and it was supposed to be about you know, sexuality over 40. And then it morphed into this thing where like ethical non-monogamy is a thing. And I can't believe how many people are living it. And even within the lifestyle, and that's what they call it, the lifestyle, even within the lifestyle, there's judgment. Wow. You know, it's like people in the lifestyle don't want to be judged. And yet they judge, for example, huge stigma against bisexual men. 
huge. And it's really interesting to me where, you know, and you know how it is. I mean, I think that as humans, we're all hypocritical at some point, right? Sure. Absolutely. So they don't want to be judged, but they'll judge other people. Everybody does it. And so that's why I really appreciate being able to point it out. And so maybe the person listening at home, I always say in the privacy of their own head, right? Listening to a podcast might be able to recognize that within themselves that, okay, you know, she's right. I, I do have a thing against bisexual men. And yet they expect people not to look at them differently for being non-monogamous. Right. So, but the thing that you're talking about, um, you know, like pain during sex and what I have always known in my work as a journalist is that everything is geared towards men. Oh, absolutely. Medical studies, everything. And so over the years, it has gotten a lot easier for men to deal with erectile dysfunction and all of those things. Right. And it's right. But when you're a woman, it's very difficult to say, for instance, not only painful sex, but how do you talk to someone about like not wanting it anymore? It's like, I think I want to have sex, but like, I don't feel like having sex anymore. It's a difficult conversation to have. It's not the same conversation as, hey, doc, I can't get it up. Right. Right. Exactly. And there's just a lot more out there for men to treat their issues And now there's a little bit more for women, but it's just not easily found, not easy to talk about. And so, you know, when people like you and I open the conversation up, we're helping people. And to me, it just brings me joy because I get to learn more. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the conversation that you had with this woman, uh, your friend, is it's striking a chord with me because I was getting my hair done about three, four months ago. And my hairdresser made a comment to me about a subdivision not far from where I live. And she said, you know, what's going on there? And I said, no, she said, it would make a great story and you could get them on your podcast. And she tells me that there's this small subdivision and they're basically all swingers. Oh, and one of her clients lives there and her client told her about it and I sort of looked at her and I said well it's interesting they all live in the same community um it (laughs) makes it makes it a little bit easier yeah I said but you know I'm not surprised because we fantasize about this we see it in movies we read it in books so it has to be real you know not one author decided to write about it and that was it there are so many books out there and movies and TV programs as well. So if we're willing to read and watch about this, why are we being so judgmental? We don't have to participate, but that doesn't mean that, you know, this is what they want to do. It's okay. Right. Well, society, society teaches us all kinds of, you know, messed up things, right? Right. Roles roles as women, for example, but also roles as wives and what marriage is supposed to be like. Now, it's people ask me all the time, am I in the lifestyle? Just because I'm willing to talk about it. Sure. I'm not. And it's so hard to convince them that I'm not. It's like, (laughs) well, then how come you talk about it? I'm like, well, wait a second. 
I was a journalist for 20 something years. I talked about murders and crime every single day of my career. No one asked me if I was interested in committing any crimes. Why is it any different when we're talking about sex? Exactly. It shouldn't be. Um, but, you know, I think it just there for people like you and I, who we love to talk to people. We especially like to talk about things that we don't understand. I love to especially find out more about things I, I don't get, I don't agree with. I mean, and that's the beauty of a conversation with someone. Exactly. I don't want to talk to someone about something I already know about. And what's the fun in that? Right. And so, uh, and, and the, the whole thing about judging is I think if people felt a little more comfortable about being themselves, one, everyone's going to be a lot happier right? Two, we're not lying to people. We don't have to hide. We don't have to cheat. I mean, part of that is like a man and a wife or a wife and a wife, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, being able to share these fantasies they have without fear of being judged, without blowing exactly. up their marriage. And then the, the circle gets wider. And then it's being able to share with friends without being judged. And, but you know what? Most people will judge, even if you might be interested in it yourself. I found this. You still judge people for being open about it. It's so weird how humans work. Um, and so, you know, and then you throw religion into it and then you got a whole other oh, show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So as I was looking a little bit at your bio, um, what really made you decide to leave, you know, being a news anchor to be um, somebody who is up for awards all the time, um, being in the spotlight, although you still are quite a bit, but you left a world that is totally different than what you're in today. Well, I, I can tell you that the world that I left was totally different than, than the world that I had gotten into. So, you know, when I was a little girl, so I came to the U.S. as a refugee, and I've had always had this fascination with the news. Like, I, that, as a little girl, I loved watching the news. That's what I wanted to do. I thought reporters were smart. It's like I wanted to know what was going on in the world around me and, and, and you know, beyond. But it changed, like everything else does. And not to, like, I loved my career, I wouldn't have done anything else. If I had to go back, I'd still do it. It was a great career, but it changed. Um, journalism has changed. The news industry has changed. It got commercialized and then it got politicized. And it's, you know, it yeah, was awful. Sure. And it really just wasn't making me happy anymore. And also my kids were getting into going into high school, going into middle school. And I looked back at their childhood, I'd missed just about all of it oh. as a working mom, working primetime news, right? So 2.30 to 10.30, Monday through Friday, I'm working. I didn't put them down to bed. You know, it's so things that people took for granted, like having dinner with your kids, sitting down, making sure they were doing their homework. Those, th those are like when I got to tell you, people must have thought I was nuts because as soon as I quit, 
I was like so excited to be doing things like going to my kid's volleyball game. I'm like, oh my God, this is how the rest of the world lived. This is awesome. People take that for granted. I didn't have that. And so I felt it was just time in my life to do things that count. Not that career doesn't count, not that journalism doesn't count because it does. There are plenty of other people out there willing to do it. I just will. I just wasn't willing to to make the sacrifices that I had made for so long anymore, and, well, and I'm so much happier. <laughs> and it was time to take a new journey. And absolutely, that's that's what I want our listeners to understand because I'm sure as a little girl when you were thinking about you know wanting to be this journalist, you know that's how you saw your life from in your adulthood. You may have seen getting married and having children, but it was this journalism degree and working in it. And some of us think that if that's what we plan for ourselves, that's what we just have to keep doing. We, we, you know, there's no way that we can take a detour. And I remember when I was graduating high school, just about the time you were being born, um, I said to my parents, I want to be you know, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get my degree in broadcasting. And my parents said, oh, no, you're not. You're going to get a teaching degree or you know what? You can go get a job. (laughs) And so unbeknownst to them, when I enrolled, um, I enrolled into um, the communication classes. I didn't take my English. I didn't take my math. I just skipped all over that (laughs) because I figured if I could get all those classes out of the way and then say to my parents, Ah, now to finish my degree, all I have to do is take English, math, whatever. They would say, okay, we've already spent our money. (sighs) Um, It didn't happen that way because when I got my associates, my parents pulled me out of college and said, um, women aren't going to make it in broadcasting. They said, look on TV, who is there? And I kept saying, but it's what I want to do. And I don't know why I wanted to do it. So it's not, you know, maybe not the same journey that you were taking, but I talked about it for years. And when my youngest was graduating from high school, I decided to go back, complete my degree. And once I completed it is when I left corporate America. And I said to my family, I'm going to start podcasting. And they said, what do you know about it? I said, nothing. But like you said, I love to talk to people. I like to learn new things and I want to share with whoever wants to hear about things. So when, when you pulled out of it, what did your family think? Were they like excited? Oh, mom is here. Well, (laughs) okay. So my, one of, uh, one of the greatest moments was my kids telling me how nice it was to, how nice it was to have me home. And, you know, as like preteens, that's gold, man. Yeah. That's gold to hear your kids say they're happy that you're home with them. So that was wonderful. My mom and dad were so mad at me. They were like, <laughs> are you nuts? Because they know how difficult it is to, to build a career. And, you know, it's like, okay, thousands of people graduate from journalism school, right? Every year. Right. How often do your newscasters change? And being in Los Angeles, the number two market. 
I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. People would kill to have my position. And so it just, it was not easy. It was not an easy uh, decision. Sure. It's scary. It's like, okay, you've got a really good salary. You're going to stop, right? So uh, so much went into it. It wasn't a woke up one day, I'm unhappy, I'm going to quit working. Because trust me, I had that thought (laughs) many times over the years, right? But everyone really thought, she's nuts. And, and I just knew it was the right decision. Like, as soon as I made the decision, I felt lighter. I really felt this load off my shoulders. And so then I knew, okay, I think this is the right thing to do. And every single thing that has happened after that, even if it was a challenge, it's kind of cemented that for me. I really feel like I did the right thing because when you do something, Karen, I don't know if you, you, when you do something and then you said to yourself, Oh my God, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah, exactly. When you can think and feel that, you know, you're in the right place. And so I feel like I am exactly where I need to be right now. And there's no greater feeling than that. And I think it's a, not only a joy, but it's your reward for being as old as we are. It is our reward to be able to feel I am where I am supposed to be. Well, and I even hope that our younger listeners realize that, you know, as parents, yes, we want our kids to get the best education they can to find the career that's going to help support them. But more than that, we need them to feel confident in what they're doing. And my youngest son has always wanted to work in sports. And he loves, um, I, God, I can't even call them the Cleveland Indians anymore. They've got a new name. Uh, <laughs> he loves his uh, guardians now. And he's been working for them for four years. Oh, and wow. He has not been happier. I will tell you, at 27, this young man all of a sudden made this role reversal because he said, I don't even care if I'm working part time. I'm going to the stadium every day. I'm in my glory. And we said, you know what? We can't ask for more than that. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome as parents to be able to do that because. By the way, as an Asian parent, okay, my parents shamed me into doing better, okay? They're just typical old country Asians who's like, you must do well in school. A was not good enough, had to be an A+. Why didn't you get an A+. That's the way I grew up. And even though I expect a lot from my kids, I've been able to pull back because I know from living that being happy is so much more important. And I think today's young people are getting it. They're getting, well, most of them are, they're getting that it's not about making as much money as you can, right? Exactly. It's being happy doing what you're doing. And so that also takes the support of your family because without the support of your family, you really can't have that happiness. It's like, exactly. You want the blessing of your parents. You want your friends and your family to support your decisions. 
And so, you know, as parents, it's, it's a balancing act. It's, it's talking some sense into them and supporting their decisions and, and their dreams. And, you know, when you have those conversations, you know when your child is being real and when your child is being manipulative. Right. And, you know, for the last four years, all he's talked about is, you know, as soon as they get to that point, I'm going to move out. And it's like, whenever, okay, you, you have a room here, but I want you to follow your dream. I did not follow my dream until I was 60 years old, you know, and I don't begrudge my parents at all. I don't begrudge my husband, but now that I'm following my dream, I see how important it is for him as well. And for so many other young people out there. Um, and that's what I think a lot of our podcasts are offering. It's not telling you this is the road to take. It's saying, here's this road. Open your eyes, look around you, ask questions, you know, try it out. If it's not right, you can step back or you can go forward into something else. And it sounds like those are the conversations that you have on your podcast as well. You know, Oh, absolutely. You know, one thing, especially when you're talking about something like swinging, you know, open marriages, it's like scary for people who might be curious. It's like, I don't want to blow up my life. I don't want to blow up my marriage. And, you know, and, and one of the most important messages that I've heard from, from my guests is that it's not an all or nothing. Right. And if you, if you like dip your toes and you decide this is not for you, you can turn back. Right. Is it like, right. you, and it's okay. And so, you know, it's decisions that don't work out really shouldn't be um, deemed failures, right? You're just still finding your way. Like if something doesn't work and it turns you into another direction, that's awesome. That's not a failure. You are learning what works for you. And whether it's at 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, you know, everyone does everything in their own time. Um, and I just think that, hey, like if someone told me back when I was 20 something, you know, that that is OK, that if you fail or it's OK that you don't do exactly what your parents want you to. That message is important. Um, and I think that, you know, more and more younger people find that happiness, whereas people in our generation, it kind of took us a little longer. Well, and so now we learned. Right. <laughs> well, and I love that comment you made about failure because we learn from failure yep or we should be learning from failure if we're not um you know i remember going back into elementary school math was never my strong point and my mother would say to me i don't understand why you can't get it i know math your dad knows math your brothers know <laughs> math and it would be like well that's great but i don't know math okay um and instead of trying, and I'm sure they didn't have the skills to explain to me how to take that wrong answer and make it into a right answer. But now as an adult, I'm not worried about failure. If I make a mistake, I go back and I look at it and try to dissect it. What happened? And if I don't know, I now start asking, what could I have done differently? And not just ask one person, because your path may not work for me. But if you get that variation, 
and you listen, then you say, hey, you know what? This is what I can do. So if to your listeners, what is the biggest piece of advice that you want them to walk away with after a podcast? Well, that it's okay not to agree with someone. I mean, I mean, look at the past couple of years, right? <laughs> look yep. at the past couple of years. It's like people have lost relationships and friendships and jobs and spouses over differences. Right. That's ridiculous. You know, I see people arguing with strangers all the time on social media. It's awful. Really? That's how you want to spend your time? People don't realize how precious time is. Let's not fight about what we don't agree on. Um, and, and when you were talking about being afraid of failure, the only reason we're afraid of failure is because we're afraid of being judged. Yep. Why else would you be afraid of failure? You know, you're, you're afraid of what people are going to say. You're afraid of what people are going to think. That's why we're afraid of failure. So it all goes back to this thing about judging people and being judged. And so it's funny because the podcast is about sexuality. It's about things like swinging and polyamory and wife swapping. It's like, really, we're having this conversation? But yeah, we are. Because judging people sometimes makes us feel better about the decisions we made. I mean, think about it for a second. What does someone in the privacy of their own bedroom, what does that have to do with you? Nothing, exactly. right? Absolutely nothing. And yet, I mean, there are still laws out there. Yeah. <laughs> right? yes. What the heck is going on? And so part of, the, part of my path is allowing people to be them. Like some of the stuff I hear on my show, uh, <laughs> jaw-dropping. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, that's crazy. But it's okay. Like, I don't, I don't like that person any less. I may think they're weird as hell, and I don't like them any less. Would I ever do it? Absolutely not. Would I want my kids to do it? Absolutely not. But it's okay. I don't judge them for it. And there's a... A real nice, uh, you know, when I was talking earlier about feeling light, like I love that feeling. I love like just not being bogged down with stuff that at the end of the day really doesn't matter. Like what you do on the weekend, if you dress up, you know, if you like to be whipped or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Like if you're happy, that's awesome. What I do shouldn't matter to you either because I'm not hurting you. And, and really, at the end of the day, I think whether it's in the bedroom or anywhere else, if you can say that you didn't hurt anybody and no one hurt you, man, you're doing a lot better than most people. Well, and I think that's a perfect message because I agree with you. So many things we do in our life, okay, people aren't going to agree with. They're not going to agree with the grocery store we're shopping at, the car we're driving. Right. Um, I had somebody this, so on the weekend, um, I do IT training and I had somebody who came up to me and they said, um, I wouldn't dress like that if you're going to be an IT trainer. <laughs> and it was like, well, I was wearing my IT shirt and jeans, which we're supposed to wear. 
Um, and I said, what are you referring to? And she said, you have wild hair. Oh, and I said, yes, I do right now because I can't get into my hairdresser. I said, but what does that have to do with what I'm doing? And she said, I can't take you seriously. And wow. I said, well, then maybe you need to find another IT trainer. Um, wow. And, you know, that was her, you know, her choice. And it's like, I get it. Um, I've had men come into um, my class and they don't want to take it from me because I'm a woman. Okay. Right. Um, I'm not going to take it personally. Uh, you paid for it. This is what you got. And either you take it or you don't. So I agree with you as we get older, many of us shed that, you know, it's like, if you don't like it, it's okay. I know what I can do and that's what I'm going to do. And yes, I may not like my wild mane right now, but <laughs> <laughs> they had a breakout of COVID at the hair hairdresser and I'm just waiting for it all to calm down before I can get back in. And I don't go up to people and say things like, you know, I don't like your hair or I don't like what you're wearing. You know what? It's okay. Yeah. You gotta be you. I have to be me. And if we're nice to each other, that makes a much better world. Yep. You know, social media has just allowed too many people to be mean for no reason. Like social media is great because it, it connects people like never before, right? Like never before. And yet at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because I've never seen people so awfully negative and mean to complete strangers. Yeah. It's like, we weren't raised that way. Wait, what the heck happened to us? Right? Yes. So just be nice. <laughs> so how can people find your podcast? It's called Consenting Adults. So if you just look it up, but the website is consentingadultsshow.com. Uh, you know, anywhere you can find it. And, you know, listen with headphones on. It is for, it is adult material. So, you know, we've had people, I've had a, a pastor on there talking about sex and religion. So it's not all crazy stuff. Um, but just, you know, prepared to be a little shocked at some of the stuff you'll hear. <laughs> You know, sometimes we need a little shock value in our lives, you know, yes, we do. <laughs> it turns up the excitement. So I think uh, my husband and I this evening, we're going to share a, a set of headphones and we're going to listen to a few I podcasts. Do. And, you know, I know it's something that he probably will say, hey, let's do it. And I'm going to oh. be the one who's going to say, hey, let's not. So, <laughs> but, at, <laughs> but at least we can have a conversation. We can exactly. talk about it. And you know what? That's what makes the world exciting is to learn more and more. And you, like you said, you don't have to agree, but you don't have to be mean and disagree. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been wonderful. We'll have all this in the show notes. And, uh, you know, I want everybody to go out and listen. Um, because again, um, you said you've had people of like a pastor who talks about religion um, and sex. And you know what? Sex is such a normal thing. Just look out your window. Uh, there are animals out there having it all day long. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, it's such a, I don't know where people got the idea that sex was so dirty because it's like one of the greatest joys of life, right? It's okay to want it. It's okay. It's more than okay to enjoy it, especially as women. Like it was okay for guys to have a lot of it, but for women, 
you know, it's like, well, well, she's a slut. No, no. And, and so it's okay to enjoy it. It, It's okay to not want it too. That's another thing that we started talking about is for the people who are asexual. It's like, they don't have interest anymore. And sometimes women who go through menopause don't want it anymore. Exactly. And it's okay. So it's all okay. Uh, And, you know, it's, it's so, it is so fun to listen to people. And I will tell you before you go, the, you know, people who are in the lifestyle, I guarantee, you know, people who are in the lifestyle, they're just not telling you. And they don't have to. Nope. (laughs) And I I think that's important. And if you choose, you don't have to either. Well, Lena, it was wonderful having you on it, keep enjoying life. Uh, that's the important part, smiling and enjoying each day. I sure will. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye.